Hey, hey, y'all. We were talking about self-compassion yesterday, and I want to bring forward self-compassion with our children and how important it is to teach our young people, you know, a lot of what we are and who we have become has to do with our childhood. And so, hey, super gluer, if you're like me, you're holding it all together. You need a break, a little balance in your life. Today, we're here to get real, share morning prayer and gear up for a kick-ass day. So we're going to talk about self-compassion with children. I'm super passionate about this topic because I think my whole life's work is around children and, and inspiring us as adults to be good to the little people around us, right? I mean, I, I people ask me now, you know, what do you do? What do you, um, what is your business about? And blah, blah, blah. And I always say like really in the simplest form, it's about teaching kindness. I try to teach adults to be kind to children. I mean, yes, there's a lot of research and a lot of complexities in the conversation, but really that's what it is. And and so this topic is so, so important to me because I think we are all impacted by the way that we were raised and who gave us compassion growing up and who did not and in what environment we were raised and how that environment really translates to how much self-compassion we give to ourselves today. So self-compassion for children is everything, right? Because we are literally forming these little people and helping them to understand themselves and, and their identities and their values. And oh my gosh, we as adults have such a great influence on children. So I want to talk about self-compassion with children and share with you a recent experience in my house. Oh my gosh. So Caitlin is 17 years old and I've talked about Caitlin a lot on this podcast. She is my kiddo that was really tough to raise. I mean, growing up, she was just, she was a tough kid. She cried a lot. She was grumpy a lot. She talked back a lot. She ran out of time out. She, <laughs> she just gave me a run for my money. But if you don't know Caitlin, I hope that you get the gift of meeting this kid one day because she is such a fun, loving, kind little soul. Like, I mean, big soul, big personality. Um, I just adore my daughter. I have to say she is so funny and she's just got this really... I don't know, this really like highly engaged in life kind of personality, you know? And I think that spirit that she has today that is so engaging and so welcoming and inclusive is really a, a combination of, of her spirit when she was younger. I mean, she was just busting out, you know, of her skin when she was younger and just driving me crazy. But Anyway, it's she is just pure joy. And yes, there are moments. I mean, I talk about her on the podcast because as much as I will tell you, amazing girl, pure joy. I mean, she just, you know, she has her teenage moments and I've, I've shared some of those. And she's also the kid that will drive me crazy because she's just got so much life in her and sometimes... That just, that energy just leads to, you know, her driving me crazy. So let me get to it. So Mark and I, well, not Mark, 
just me. I decide we need a new couch for the basement because I, oh my gosh, this is so funny. I didn't even realize this, but Caitlin had actually, when she was little, she started picking at the leather couch in the basement. And over the years, that picking has turned into like, you know, terrible patches of uh, leather missing off the couch. And so I finally like looking at it, I was like, I can't take it anymore. We're going to get a couch. And I didn't, you know, want to spend a lot on a couch or whatever. We're at like the little Ashley home furniture store. And we get this call from Caitlin. Mom, um, I have something to tell you. And she's all giggly. And she, cause she doesn't realize yet the impact of what she's done. <laughs> and she, I said, Caitlin, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Hold on, mom. I'll call you back. Okay. She calls me back. Okay, mom. Okay, mom. No, I am okay. I'm okay. But I put diesel gas in the car, mom. I put diesel gas in the car and the car won't move. And the man, a man at the Waffle House had to push me off to the side of the road. And, but I'm okay, mom. And I, I seriously, I wanted to kill her. I felt this wave of frustration come over my entire body. And I was like, oh my God, Meredith, you are going to have to take a minute, right? Because I just knew, I said, Caitlin, that is a, that's a really big deal. It is? Yes, Caitlin. What did you fill the whole? Yes, I filled the whole tank, mom. I, I don't know when I put the, when I put my credit card in, the diesel lit up and it just, the light was shining. So I just thought, okay, oh my God. So I say to her, you know, daddy and I are up in Frederick. We're going to leave now and we will come get you. And I get in the car and I am fuming y'all because we have told those girls how we have taught them how to put gas in their car. It just felt so like irresponsible and sort of dingy and ditzy and you know, and God, Lee, I knew this was going to be a big thing. So then I start reading about it on the internet about the procedure and the cost and the, you may never repair your car ever again because of the, and I mean, I am like, okay, now the thing is, because I've shared with you a lot about Caitlin, you may remember that Caitlin also gets super anxious and she will do plenty to make herself feel bad. Trust me, the girl has an in inherited that for me, she already knows how to be guilty and feel bad and feel awful. And so I'm just thinking like, Meredith, you don't need to do that to her. She, you know, you need her to understand the impact of, of what she did, but it was a mistake. And oh, oh my gosh, this week, wait till to, to, to our next episode. But this week is all about living through mistakes and being compassionate during mistakes. And we have to extend that to our children as well. And so we get there and long story short, the car won't start and we have to get it towed and on a Sunday and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Caitlin finally got the impact of it and we explained to her what it was going to take to fix it. And she felt awful. And of course there were tears and we held back the need to over lecture and, and over enforce, right? Because she already knew and she was already struggling and she was already like feeling terrible and she is paying for it. She is actually, she's already paid for it. You know, she has a job. She, this is what happens. You make a mistake in life and you have to pay for it. You have, you have to deal with the consequences. So we let her deal with the consequences, but we were not needing to put more judgment in the experience. 
because she was going to do that enough to herself. And in fact, I want to teach these girls how to overcome their mistakes and not feel that they have to go down this terrible road of judgment like their mother tends to do at times, right? And so when we think about, you know, self-judgment, it's often laced with anger and disappointment and sadness and fear and confusion, right? And when our kids are going through that, we are their caregiver. We're the ones like rocking a baby with tenderness, right? Tenderness and compassion. And it's like in that moment, she needed me to quote, rock her like a baby. You know, I was mad. I was frustrated, but I have enough skills to know when to breathe and when to shut my mouth and not have to get into a lecture. It it wasn't necessary. She was going to she was going to make up for her mistake financially, and she was already in a place of hurt. And so I just want to talk about this today, because when we think about practicing self-compassion with children, we want to think about these moments in life where our student, her students, oh my gosh, well, our students too, my goodness, our students, but our children and our students have heavy hearts. They, they feel heavy when they mess up. They may not always be able to articulate what they're feeling or articulate their being sorry enough. You know, they might in the moment come across as really quite bratty and drive us crazy and talk back and do all the things that we don't want our kids to do. But we need to remember that our kids need that self-compassion teaching and that they oftentimes want nothing more than our approval and they need it. Because let me tell you, the world will beat them down enough. Oh my gosh, here I am crying again. But the world will, the world will beat our children down enough. So we have to be there with a compassionate, loving tenderness when they screw up and when they mess up. And you know what? I also believe that it's important for them to hear about our mistakes. So let me tell you, when I had that episode of 100 people that I let down on a Zoom because I messed up the time zone as a one-time mistake, I told her about that. And I told her every emotion I was feeling about it and what I was wrestling with. And I think it was so good for her, oh gosh, to just know that, you know, here's my mom who... Oh, is all about, you know, wellness and living this wellness lifestyle. And my mom feels that way too. Perhaps I am okay. Perhaps I am enough. Perhaps I am whole, even when I mess up. So $1,200 later, the car is fixed. Oh gosh. And we chose in the end to only make her pay half. She was insistent on paying it all, but <laughs> she works a job at Starbucks. Although, my God, Starbucks pays very well, by the way. If anyone needs a part-time hustle, <laughs> go to Starbucks. But no, I mean, we felt like, you know, that we we could do it and and we knew that she got it and that it was an honest mistake and she's a good kid doing her best. And so that was the choice that we made. But, you know... I think at the end of the day, when we think about judgment and we go back to the Bible on this, it it is something we need to extend to our kids as well. Just as the Lord loves us unconditionally and the Lord does not decide which days to love us and, and when we get more love or less love, 
It is always consistent, conditional love, even when we mess up. And we chose to give that to our daughter on that day. Father God, uh, if you would just give me the wisdom to lead this community through prayer and super glowers, join me and taking a moment for a morning prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for compassion, for the gift of compassion. It's something that makes us human. You know, we we have spirits. We have spirits that allow us to forgive, to calm down, to recenter. We have minds that allow us to make choices, to reflect, to be intentional. Lord, let us use our spirits and our minds to be compassionate with our children. Let us be wise to know when to be heavy-handed and when to be gentle. But Lord, I I pray, I actually pray that our country, oh, for so many children that are suffering, I pray that our country and all of the adults inside of this country will choose to be more compassionate with children with children who maybe do not come from homes where they are given that grace, where they are given that tenderness and that love. Mm. Lord, I ask you to lift up all of the children who are suffering because they don't have someone and that perhaps each of us as super gluers can extend compassion and love to just at least one child our own children and the children in our homes, but to one child beyond our homes as well who may need us. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, super.